What's going on, everybody? My name is Daniel Rodriguez, and uh, welcome back to the Weekly Spoke Podcast. I know we've been on a hiatus for a little bit, mostly because we've been busy with uh, the SD Bike Summit, which happens a week, maybe two weeks ago now, if you're going to be listening to this. Um, and that was really fun, kind of some great time. We'll definitely be posting some photos and maybe some videos of that event here shortly. Um, but we're, we're back on track here. Uh, I'm by myself as far as host today. Unfortunately, Elizabeth uh, got sick with COVID, so speedy recovery for her. Um, but nonetheless, I do have an awesome topic f- uh, to talk about, actually. I do have a special guest here today, uh, and his name is uh, Ricky, Ricky Alvarez, right? Uh, Ricky, uh, Ricardo Juarez. Oh, Ricardo Juarez, <laughs> Ricardo my Juarez. bad. <laughs> everybody knows he has Ricky here in the cycling community. Awesome, Ricky, well, welcome, man. Um, Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Why, who, who are you and, and what do you do? So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, again, my name is Ricardo Juarez. Uh, I am the current leader of the Werewolves. Uh, I host these uh, rides called the Full Moon Rides and a couple of races here in San Diego. Um, of course, these races are not sanctioned, but they are fun for everybody to come out and watch and, and have a good time. Nice, man. And so you grew up in San Diego, and you've been cycling pretty much your entire life? Correct. Yeah, my, my dad used to race at uh, the national levels over there in Mexico back in the 70s, so that's how I got introduced to cycling. Uh, when I was a kid, he's the one that taught me how to ride, fix bikes, all that, all that jazz, and uh, went from there. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to ride a little BMX bike. Yeah. Uh, when I got pretty tall, I was like about five, eight, five, nine already by the age of like 10. And so I started grabbing his bikes. He had a bunch of uh, Peugeot, which I still have, mm-hmm. in the garage. And started riding from there and rode through sometimes in middle school, sometimes in high school. Of course, I had to stop for a while because my weight <laughs> wasn't really helping uh, my riding out a bit. But then back in 2009, I got back into shape. Cycling helped me out. And uh, now here I am. Nice, man. Nice. So, so what type of cycling do you like to do? I see you have like this nice little uh, beer cruiser, but is that yeah. your preferred mode of transportation? This is now my preferred transportation. I used to ride fixed gear all the time. Yeah. Um, but of course, when it comes to age, uh, your body parts are not the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially myself, since I played baseball in high school, um, I got a few line drives on my knees. So my knees are mm-hmm. not 100%. So, but fixed gear did help out, but now I'm more of a kind of like a vintage mountain bike person. Yeah, I still have yeah. my Shirley, still have my track bikes. I still race at the track nice. occasionally. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, my little, that's my little baby right there. Nice. I, I like that because like, I feel like uh, the 80s, 90s mountain bikes are coming back, you know, and people are like spending a little more money into them. That Correct. Really, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that they're not, they're not destroying them or yeah. throwing them away and they're just refurbishing them. That's, exactly, that's exactly. That was cool, man. Um, sweet. So you mostly cruise with that bike, and that, you also work at a bike shop, right? Correct, correct. Cool. I worked at, at um, San Diego Cycery, formerly known as Pacific Beach Bikes. Okay. Um, we currently changed our name about a year ago, but I've been there in the business for about 10 years now as a GM and head of mechanic. Oh, very cool. You guys have been pretty busy, or are you guys expecting to be busy for the summer? Correct, yeah. We've been busy with service. Um, bike sales are a little rough right now. Um, most of the most people that work at a bike shop probably know about that, yeah. but it's kind of hard to get uh, stuff in inventory still. Cool. So, so tell me a little bit of like the history, man. Like you said, you've been cycling here in San Diego for a while. Like how how much has changed from your from your perspective as far as like infrastructure, maybe even like culture as well. Like what what do you have to say about that? So, I mean, 
grow, growing up as a, well, I mean, my dad used to ride, so I was always on his uh, rear riding in the street. There was no bike lanes. There was really hardly any wide streets as we have nowadays. But um, we always try to take the back streets, which I, I currently still do. Like, even though we have these wonderful bike lanes, yeah. I use them occasionally from here to there, like North Park, for example, that's a good, good section between, oh, is it Upis and Adams? Yeah. Um, but still, like, from commuting from South Park, where I currently stay, um, to North Park, I try to take, like, 32nd side, side streets. This is yeah, the streets yeah. that he taught me how to, how to use. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. They're a little, yeah. they're a little quieter, too, like, not so much traffic. Correct. Which is interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, I think but, what's, what's always interesting to me, though, is, like, people know that 30th Street, like, people driving know that 30th Street is always going to be packed, but they never take the side streets, you know? So I'm like, whenever I drive, if, if I ever drive, which is rare, I always take the back streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just quieter and a lot calmer. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, less, less traffic is always my, my key. Even on hosting some rides and stuff, I always try to get people to go to the less, less traffic streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's quieter. That's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah because like, since you work in PB as well, how's, how's that like uh, route just to get from South Park to, to PB? Is it pretty easy or is it challenging like just getting through traffic? So I take a lot of... Uh, a lot of side streets. Um, I used to go downtown and stuff, and they take harbor. But mm-hmm. there's been a few hit, near misses. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I currently just take um, what's it? Uh, Upis, like to the back streets of Hillcrest, and then Presidio. Oh, yeah. Go down Presidio. So the only section I kind of get that's kind of iffy will be Pacific Highway going to SeaWorld Drive, Fiesta Island. Cool, cool, awesome, man. So yeah, you said you're the leader or were you like the sole leader or you guys like had a collaboration to start their werewolves or how did the werewolves kind of start or what's that group about? So Charlie Sears started at werewolves back in 2010 or so. Um, and he's been, um, he was the leader, <clears throat> sorry. He was a leader from that era between 2010 to 2015 ish. Um, and of course I was joining his uh, full moon rides from there. And then in 2015, I believe, 14, 15, that's when he moved to New York um, for um, a job opportunity, which is awesome. And then um, I forgot who took over for a while, but I kind of started seeing the full moon rides go from 30 riders to 20 riders, eight riders, Mm. and then eventually it was just me and one other guy. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I was like, I can't let this, I can't let this die out. Yeah. So that's when I, 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 called up uh, Charlie and when he was in New York, I'm all like, hey, the full moon ride, I think this was in 2015, actually it was full strawberry moon actually in 2016. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it was the exact same route we took uh, last week. Um, hit him up, I'm like, hey, the werewolves full moon ride is kind of dying out, so how about if I, can I lead it and try it out and see how it goes from there? And he said, sure, and turn out, was about 30 riders and he liked it and he asked me if I could take over while um, for the for the rides and stuff and then eventually he came back to San Diego mm-hmm. and he kept telling me to just take over and over and over but now the cool thing is that he's actually going in the in the uh, werewolves back again and helping yeah. out with like the the website stuff the apparel we got new jerseys yeah, yeah. new shirts and all that because I mean of course he's he's pretty good at um, kind of like talking to people and all that. Good connections with them. Correct. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm more of a 
getting organized rides, races, and stuff. That's nice. Yeah, it's really cool that you guys are able to collaborate because I'm sure it's very difficult to manage a group like that, especially if you want to like do apparel and all this other Correct. cool gear. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always uh, in the group rides. I'm always asking people because I kind of call it the people's ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always ask suggestions. Where do you guys want to go? What do you guys want to do? Where do you guys want to race? Et cetera, et cetera. And it's, and see, it's, it's and definitely, see yeah, definitely, sorry, I interrupt, but yeah, it definitely seems like the people's ride. And that's why I, I mean, I can't remember the first time I went to a you know, werewolf's ride, but um, I think that was like the first group ride I've been whenever I moved back down to San Diego. And I didn't know anyone, but it was mostly like fixed gear kids, you know, which I was all part of that scene at that point. But yeah. I, I like to, I like, I like, I like how it's grown as well. It's, it's included a lot more different other cyclists and a lot more people who like during the pandemic were you know, trying to find outlets to like do something aside from like being inside the house. And I don't know, like at least that's from my experience, like what I've seen, it's awesome to see how, how, how large, you know, of a community you guys have been able to grow as well, so. Yeah, and that is correct. And then that's also another uh, misconception about the, the ride. It started off as fixed gear, but I mean, it wasn't never officially a fixed gear only ride. Yeah. Anybody's always welcome, um, but it still has that, that kind of like vibe where people are like, oh, it's a fixed gear only. But anybody on, on the bike, I mean, we had a person on a skateboard show. Yeah, yeah, last, I saw that. Last uh, Tuesday, which is awesome. She had a fun ride and she loved it and she, hopefully she comes back in the future. Yeah, no, it's super cool. I, I think I do remember seeing that. Like they're on a skateboard, like one of those one wheels as well, like the new modern form of transportation. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so tell us a little bit about like the, also these races that you guys throw or that you organize, like where, where did that inspiration come from or why did you guys want to start doing some of those? So uh, I was, and still currently is, a big fan of a person from LA known as Don. He used uh -huh. to host the Wolfpack Hustle rides and races. And that's kind of where I kind of got the idea to throw these under, underground type of races. I mean, seeing, what was it, 2013, 2012, um, San Diego native uh, Joe Celso mm -hmm. win winning the uh, marathon crash race kind of yeah. like inspired me to like, yeah, hey, I got to get on the bike and start, start doing these races and, and rides and racing at the track. Yeah. So she was kind of like my inspiration uh, on, on racing and, and doing these races and stuff. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's where it all started. And uh, Charlie only had the, he had a few uh, races, which was duels. And then he had uh, costume crit, which the costume crit is still going on every Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I started throwing in other races that kind of I inspired from other places in the United States and kind of like my unique areas. Everybody loved the ghetto drum. Yeah, that was a really cool one. <laughs> that was a really good, that was a good one. That one started actually in PB. Oh, really? Uh, from one of my friends, and I asked him, I'm like, hey, can I get the idea? And But this time, instead of throwing it in PB, throw it in Balboa Park. And Where was it thrown in Pacific Beach? It was, was thrown in a parking lot. At, oh, um, okay. Well, I think it was called the Jetty. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a little bit more dangerous, of course, because there's beach sand on yeah. the parking lot. So I was like, and that's the other thing. When I throw these races, I always consider safety first. Like, oh, for sure. I always tell people, race around your own risk, know your limits. If you cannot, if you cannot do this, then kind of like stop and then go from, go from there. Oh, for sure. So we're talking about races, Ricky, and, and I, I want to talk about the most recent race, which I think was the Hill Sprints, right? Correct. Cool. So I didn't go, but I saw a lot of awesome footage, a lot of awesome photos uh, from that race. 
Can you tell us a little bit about like some of the atmospheres that you guys put on as far as like racing goes and the type of people that show up? So it depends on where the race, that's the amount of people that come out and actually race, but it's always fun to watch. Um, I always try to make these races where they have a really good um, point of view. Um, for example, the hill, the hill sprints, um, the top of the hill was probably the best view and watching these guys go up uh, B Street, which a lot of people have not even even tried or tried it and never it's pretty, seen. I mean, it's pretty intimidating, you know, if you're, especially, if you're, especially if you're standing on the very bottom or the top. Correct, like, yeah. yeah. If you're, especially when you're like standing on top and you look down, it's like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Do you know the angle, like the, the grade? I think it's a 15 degree. Oh, 15, okay. 15, 16 or something like that. Damn. That's what they were saying. That was like 20 for some reason, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was, what, six fixed gear, six road, and then I threw the, the women's race as well. Yeah. And then the the, the cleats race, <laughs> where I had oh, guys. Oh yeah, I saw them. They were sprinting up the, the hill. Yeah, they're sprinting up uh, up the hill with their with their cycling cleats. No, that's super cool. <laughs> that's kind of like a halftime show right there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I like uh, the fact that you guys are also you know, inclusive in the fact that you know you're throwing women's races and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure it's challenging to like get more women out there. Like, how do you guys plan on like you know inspiring women to to compete you know at a local level? Yeah, I mean, I always I always try to uh, throw a race in there for for the women and uh, women's category. Um, I also like the last uh, Carbillo sprints. Mm -hmm. I threw in a frame as a grand prize, that was um, cool. and yeah. also I don't remember exactly how much, but I think it was three hundred or two hundred bucks of my tips of the month. Really? Uh, from the working at the bike shop, I just threw that. I mean. Getting uh, getting more prizes and stuff um, out there is always is always a good help. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would like to see more women come out and participate in the races. Um, but yeah, it's I always try to get the word out as much as possible. Yeah. Um, as no with enough time, of course. And yeah, I mean, it's always fun. It's always yeah. fun to watch. People, people out there racing. Oh, for sure. I mean, especially if you're like competing for $300, you know, sometimes that's uh, some good money right there, some beer money <laughs> <laughs> or some food money or whatever you want to spend it on. And that's the cool thing about the, the atmosphere too. It's like some of the, <laughs> some of the people that come out, they're like, oh, well, I got an extra 20 bucks. So they, they throw that in there yeah, or they, they throw $5 or whatever. I mean, again, <clears throat> the, the, this, what I call, what I see that werewolves is the people's rides and the people's races. Yeah. And I like that too, because I, I have noticed that it's like, it's not just, you know, yourself and, you know, the rest of the werewolves like putting down their, their money or like their own resources. But yeah, a lot of people that just go to the rides or go to the races, like, yeah, they'll bring $5, $20 and they'll be like, cool. Like, is this, you know, this is something that they, that they care about. So it's nice to, to see people actually investing or reinvesting back into stuff like that. You know? Correct. And then one, one more thing that I loved about the, the hill climbs was the fact that we were all out there doing our thing and the surrounding neighbors, they came, oh, out, really? they came out and they enjoyed it. <laughs> and they enjoyed it. And of course, I, I respectfully go after them after the race and I'm like, hey, thank, thank, thank you for letting us host this race here. And, and they're like, oh, we loved it. Our kid loved it. There was a little girl running around in the, in the house right next to the hill. And yeah. she loved it. So that's always a, that always puts a smile on my face. That's cool. Yeah, I never really considered that. It's like, I feel like whenever I go to these rides, I always think about the cyclists. But yeah, there's definitely an impact for a lot of community members that like don't bike, you know, but they, I don't know, they see people cycling and they're like, oh man, this looks really cool. Like, 
I mean, even I can remember like countless amount of times riding with you guys for the like the full moon rides. Maybe I'll be in the back and maybe we're stopped at a stop sign and someone and you know walking the sidewalks like, hey, what's up with this group ride? You know, like, and I always tell them like, yeah, it's the werewolves. You know, check them out on Instagram. Um, you know, they're always throwing group rides every every single month, and and I feel like. Some people might come, but some people might not come. But and I, I don't know. I just love spreading the word of like, hey, there's something cool going on like every single month with these guys. Like, you know, San Diego. I feel like is very uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, ah, damn, I'm blanking out on the term here. Like very, very open. Like very well, not so much open, but there's always something going on you yeah. know, in the cycling community. I feel like and and like whenever people don't know what's going on, I'm like, oh, maybe we, there needs to be a better resource for people to, you know, streamline all the, all the races or group rides that are happening in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we have a little calendar on our, on our website, which is thewerewolves.com. Okay. Um, it shows upcoming events and whatnot, rides and all that. Um, I tend to carry around little flyers mm-hmm. um, on the moon rides and hand them out to people. Um, but, I mean, with, of course... I'm trying to be a little bit more green nowadays. Yeah. Oh, I started uh, creating like a little mini QR code and people would just scan and then it pops up our website. Sweet. Yeah, yeah that's really good. So if you, let me check out the website here actually. So you got a bunch of stuff. This is where people could go get like jerseys and check out other. Correct. It has our store right there. It has past pictures, the flyer for the next upcoming full moon ride. Nice. Um, events, all that. Cool. Yeah, make sure to check it out. Everyone. Also gives a little story on the on the background too. Nice. So cool. I, I think the last question before you like maybe call this uh, wrap it up here is I do want to ask about the emotional support bike stickers. Who who thought about that? <laughs> so those ones, uh, I can't take a full credit on that, um, but it was uh, an idea between myself and um, Jeff Magnus. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just coming up with like sticker ideas and. One of these days, I just thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I see these guys walking their their dogs and stuff with the emotional support dog <laughs> inside the stores. And I'm like, how come we can't just create a sticker that says emotional support bike? Yeah. And um, that, actually, that actually was pretty funny because after that, I created the sticker um, and then started walking to stores and <laughs> showing people that sticker. Either they say that's not acceptable or they laugh about it and they just let me go, go in. <laughs> the, the one store that gave me a lot of problems, of course, was Walmart right here on Imperial. Really? Like, yeah. I walked in my bike and they're like, hey, you can't do that. Um, and I was like, okay. And that kind of like start off the idea of the emotional support bike sticker. And then the following time, like a couple months later, I showed up with this, that, and then like, I'm not, like I don't know. I guess that sticker makes it official or something. But I mean, it, I feel like uh, I mean the first time I saw it, I thought it was a cool sticker, and I was like, oh man, where can I get my hands on those? And I feel like a lot of people always ask. They're like, oh, it's a it's a super cool sticker. So I don't know. Do you guys have more? I guess? Yeah, we are printing out some more cool. more of those stickers. And then um, I'm currently working on another idea for stickers, which I know it's gonna blow up when it comes out. That would be a little surprise. Yeah, um, but <laughs> that's that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a hot hot item for the summer. Nice. Is it as controversial as like the stickers I've been seeing? Uh, what's it called? I parked in the bike lane or something like that? No, no, it's not okay. like that. <laughs> it's more it's more due to towards uh, towards racing. I can oh, say that. okay. Yeah. Oh, is it the uh, FCI? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you guys don't know what that is, stay tuned or go follow the werewolves on uh, 
on Instagram as well. They're, they're always posting some cool stuff on there. Um, Sweet, Ricky. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Any um, upcoming events? Yeah, the, like next, the next full moon ride will be uh, July 13th, which is on okay. a Wednesday. Um, I try to kind of collaborate with No Hands Wednesdays on, on that when that happens. But uh, next month, I'm going to do something different. Um, I'm going to probably start to ride on Bubble Park and then end up at the Golden Hill Rec Center mm. to watch um, the local San Diego bike polo players play and have some people try it out for the first time. Maybe I do have another question there. Then. So tell us a little bit about that bike polo too. Is like, I know that you've been mostly uh, posting about it, but I've, I've, I've yet to go because I've been taking the track classes on Wednesday. Correct, yeah. But tell I us started, a little bit about that. Yeah, I started playing bike polo back in 2012. Um, my, my polo name is funny, it's uh, Fake Lefty. Um, <laughs> I'm a right-handed person, but I can only play bike polo left-handed for some odd reason. Um, but yeah, I've been playing since 2012. It's a smaller group here in San Diego that um, occasionally go out to tournaments around the, the U.S. There's one player that's been in tournaments around the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of people know about it. So when they see us playing, they're like, oh, it's just a little game they came up with. But no, it's, an, it's a pretty famous game around the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't think I've ever seen bike polo until... I've seen bike polo on, like, online, but the first time I seen bike polo live was in Portland, and I was like, wow, this would be in Portland. But then I think, yeah, this year you guys posted about it, and I was like, oh, damn, like, it's here in San Diego, too? I'm like, all right, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, we're a little, we're on the hiatus, of course, because of, of COVID, and yeah. we're trying to find, trying to scout an area in, here in, locally in, in the San Diego, like, middle area. Mm -hmm. We used to play Golden Hill Rec Center, of course, but then um, occasionally, like, they repaved it and they were like no more no more bike polo but now we went back there asked and they said yeah you guys could play so that's where we started playing again right there in the rec center basketball nice. courts every wednesday every wednesday cool so full moon bike ride july 13th and then every wednesday bike polo at the golden hill rec center right Correct. sweet man that sounds really cool uh well ricky uh, i want to thank you man thanks for joining us your our first real external guest i want to say and it's unfortunate that Elizabeth missed this, but we'll definitely have more, more guests uh, here on the podcast. Um, once again, guys, if you guys want more information about the Werewolves, follow them on social media or the website, uh, theawarewolves.com, right? Correct. Werewolves.com or the Werewolves uh, on Instagram as well. I already said that. It's all right. Um, Dana Rodriguez, once again, if you guys forgot, this was the Weekly Spoke. I think this is episode seven or eight. I, I kind of lost track. We've been, we've been really busy. Um, but make sure you guys follow us on social media. Um, make sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Spotify to be updated on any new episodes. Uh, we have tons of awesome events as well this upcoming summer. So we'll be uh, putting those on blast as well on social media or on email. Um, but yeah. Get out there, ride your bike. Uh, it's a beautiful. It's been beautiful here in San Diego, so I can't complain. Um, and do something cool every day, man. Aside from that, Daniel Rodriguez out. See you guys next time. Adios.